Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness. Join your hosts, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, Hasina Roach, Relational Consultant, and Radio Host, Wanda Miles. Now, here's your host, Katrina Jones. Hey, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. How are you doing, Wanda? I'm good. It's Wanda. (laughs) Good, good. Uh, Hasina? Yes, can you hear me? Hey, yes. I know you had dropped off for a minute. Yes, it's glad it's good to have you back. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and <laughs> is on the phone also. Yes, I'm here. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. That's great. That's great. How is the weather in Trinidad? Oh, very sunny. Beautiful oh. hot. <laughs> Hot weather. It's very, very hot these days. Why it's sunny. I can, only, I can only speak for Wanda and I, and it's cloudy outside. <laughs> All right. All right. Is it cloudy? No, yes. it's clear. It's yeah, cloudy. Well, I'm cloudy telling you, I'm in Jamaica. not so hot. It is true. Hot. Now, now, that's okay. true for Florida. That is true. <laughs> Yes. Well, I'm gonna. I'm in Jamaica, and it is sunny and hot and beautiful. I'm loving yes. it. <laughs> loving it. Yeah. Well, I want to start the show. Our title Please. today is Work-Life Balance. What is your method? Now, this is something that we talk about on the show all the time, Katrina and Wanda. So I'm very, very excited with our speaker we have today. A continuous conversation that we have on this show is about work-life balance. How do you find your balance? Is there a repetitive action that you complete daily or even weekly? Could it be going to church, synagogue, or the mosque? Is it going to the beach or enjoying some type of nature-related activity? Do you meditate or rest? There are some imperative rituals that need to be done to maintain sanity after a hard day's work. Dr. Alan Roach hails from Trinidad and Tobago and has found a new mode of completing his work and life balance. Him and his wife, Deanna Roach, has a family-owned auto shop in Tuna Puna, Trinidad of the West Indies. Dr. Roach has been in business for over three decades and has thought out a mode for finding work-life balance through metaphysics that is agreeable for him. Dr. Alan Roach. Good afternoon. Good afternoon again. Full disclosure disclosure here. Are we related? Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, we are, Wanda. How did you figure I, I got to get the full disclosure out there. <laughs> no, no, see, Wanda, you, 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 you weren't on the show. You, 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 you weren't on a little bit earlier when we, when when uh, Hasina was saying, "I'm going to try to keep this strictly professional. I'm going to call. I'm no. not going to call him Uncle. I'm not going to call him we, Uncle. I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him Doctor Roach. And you just, you just messed no. it all up. <laughs> no, no, no. Then we know what good stock you come from. Are you ready for me? Yes, I am. So, Dr. Roach. Okay, okay. Good afternoon to all listeners and happy and joyful Easter to all. Same to you, sir. My name is Alan Roach. I'm a doctor of metaphysics. I also hold a master's degree from the University of 
Leicester in United Kingdom in community safety and criminology. I am also trained in quantum touch. That's the power to heal. And I'm a member of the Invisible, Invincible Healers Academy. I am the owner of Roaches Auto Spears, owner and manager of Roaches Auto Spears and Accessories, which is an auto replacement parts shop. We sell new parts only for that is to, for you to maintain your vehicle, whatever vehicle you have, um, and we have a wide variety of parts. So my best guess, or for the listening audience that's in the United States, I would say it's like an auto zone or advanced auto parts store. It's very similar to that, being that I have been there many a time. And Dr. Roach, what ignited the spark in you to start your business? Okay, well, I will put it this way first. Um, one of the things that caused me to be involved in that business is a question of looking for something that to improve my life and the life of my wife and children and also to give the public something that is sustainable, to get something sustainable to the public, something that would not spoil and that you would not lose in doing what you have to do. And I, that actually has caused me to be able to send three of my daughters to the university, to Howard Uni- two to Howard University, and one to the university in um, Maryland. And now my granddaughter is actually going to that university. That business has caused me, that business has been profitable to me, and it also has been one that has improved the lives of many people, not only my children, but even people from the neighborhood. Um, some people have been able to open garages and so on and so forth. And um, it has improved our lives both financially and otherwise. So, you know, when people were looking at what is happening, when you grew up um, as a matter of um, you grew up very, very poor and um, you're looking to start out in life, although I have already been started out in life, I was a police officer, you find that... Um, you think that um, what you are making is not sufficient. And um, so, therefore, what you are doing is to be able to give your, life, your children and yourself a better standard of living and improve their lives generally. So, this was so the whole thing was like that improving the life of my wife, my children, myself, and others. And that is how that is what gave me that. I would say that injection to start my business or ignite me to start my business. Greg. Hello? Yes, we're here. Katrina, you want to go in? Wow. Okay. okay. So, right. so I will see well, if I can. I was, I was on mute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> I was on mute. All right. Um. I heard you, and this is Katrina, I heard yes. you saying that you wanted to do something that you didn't put it in these words, but what I was hearing, that you wanted to do something that was going to make an imprint um, in the world um, or on your life and on the lives of others. Yeah. And, it seems like, and it seems like you've been able to do that. Yes. Um, and, and it seems like with the work that you've done, it's been able to um, employ others and, and help others to uh, sustain a quality of life. And I just wanted to commend you for that. That is what it's all about, um, you know, being able to to provide a service where not only we benefit but others benefit. I want to commend you for that. I want to commend Thank you. you for that. Yeah. What what has been some of your failures, and what have you learned from them? Well, I have learned so much from them. And um, when I look at fa- the failures, the majority of failures were human failures. Human failures where 
you lack the resources in the first instance to be able to have the variety that you would like to have. And you wonder, well, how am I going to get that variety? How am I going to get these things? Then, so then there was the question of being going into a business which you have not been in, not knowing the ins and out of the business, and so, and you had no one to guide you, actually, into doing it. Although I have done a business administration course, I realized that the business administration course at the University of the West Indies was not actually telling you about actually doing the practical work. And so some of the failures, many of the failures were like, where would you get your stock from? What can you get reliable stock from this person? And not having the contacts to do that, you're not having the contacts to do that. You start, you know, sometime, um, you, you, although you're doing it, you find that you're not doing it fast enough. So this, this created some form of setback. I wouldn't even call it failure, but setbacks. And from every setback, you learn from your setback. So the other aspect of it was financial. And one has to find a source of finance. So that was a big setback in the beginning. I don't know if that answers your question. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yes? Wanda, are you there? I'm here. Okay. We're I'm just trying to access right. my uh All right. stuff um, here. What I all can right. tell you All right. Mm-hmm. What I can tell you as a result of these failures, um the financial mm-hmm. failures, I mm-hmm. prepared proposals and went to the bank to in source in search of finance to assist me to improve my business. And I went to several banks and were turned down. And then I started reading a book on how to prepare proposals. And I prepared proposals, and every time I go to a bank and the bank turned me down, I will ask the bank, well, why did you turn me down? And, you know, I will jot that down, and I will try to improve, keep on improving from that. And eventually, after probably about going to about six different banks, I eventually got one to assist me with a minimum amount. All right, a very, very small amount, but that was still great. Although I was using my own money, I realized that I couldn't um, supply all the, all the things that I need, and I really needed finance from some other source. And that turned out, I am still with that bank after 30 years, or well, say 28 years. I am still with that bank because um, I started my business before going to the bank, and I'm still with that bank. I'm, and I'm thankful that I don't need I don't need uh, well finances in that way anymore. I can now finance myself. Well, for several years I've been financing myself. So now, now all those failures have been turned into success. Very interesting. Uh, and how has these long-term goals that you have been able to address your long-term success? Okay, well, let us look at it as, um, you know, we say one day at a time. As you go on from day to day, you grow, you learn, you gain experience. And from those very experience, you start looking at how you will be able to sustain yourself in the long run, in in the years to come, and so on. So you start developing that. You realize that after a while before, it was just a family business. In other words, it was a family business, and then you realize that in order to maintain the the stock, in order to maintain the um, the customers' reliability and our own reliability and customers' dependence on us in a sort of way, you need to have workers because you realize that we were very tired, um, you know, my wife, all my kids, um, even those before they went on to university, they will come from school and they will help. 
And um, so um, we were very tired, and then we realized that we had to employ people. So part of the growth was employing people and being able to supply the demands of the public. So from that you realize, well, yes, this is a part that we can go on and we continue to go on, and then we had big dreams, and um, as we have big dreams, you know, you try to satisfy your dreams, and the dreams are here, and they are here with us, and we, I still have dreams, lots of dreams. So that's it. Well, well how did you build a successful, successful customer base? Where, where were your customers, and how did you grow from that? Besides, All right. Um, the customer base... <laughs> Mainly came from our community. Okay. Mainly, I would say mainly. Not, and um, we started having customers from the other islands. This started through advertisement. We started doing advertisement. Um, and um, we printed cards, which we send out um, to people in people's ma- mailboxes. We um, also um, advertise in the West Indian. Um, there's a West Indian directory for um, entrepreneurs, and we um, advertise in that. So then we started getting customers from, like, St. Vincent, Grenada, Barbados, mainly. Saint, yes, St. Vincent, Grenada, Barbados, and even St. Lucia. So we started getting that. So that in itself, and one of the main thing was the question that when they come to our store, they are getting, they know that they are getting what they come for. In other words, they know that they do, they, it's like a one-stop shop where you you sure that you go to Roaches for this, you would get everything you need. Sell them, you would come and you wouldn't get what you want. So that has actually um, assisted us because people tell people and, you know, word of mouth and, um, you know, and then our advertisement. And so I think that that has um, assisted us, our customer base. And I'm here it. all alone. Ah, there you are. Awesome, awesome. And what is your favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur? (laughs) Well, let me put this bluntly. The favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur is the rewards from what you do. Because the rewards you can actually feel and feel the rewards every day in your hands. You can actually see the rewards. Actually, all right, it's not only the question of making money, but money is important because without the money, you cannot grow. But then you're also seeing that the customers come in and the customers are satisfied. Then you would sometimes listen. You pretend you're not hearing the customers, but you are listening to what they are telling others and what others are telling, you know. So those are the kind of, you know, it, it gives you that great satisfaction. Again, because of the fact that, you you can you can have a higher standard of living through that. It motivates you on to do to continue to do it and continue to be better and better all the time. So so I think this in itself um, motivated me, motivated my wife, motivated all my kids because they and all had a higher standard of living. And as a matter of fact, you know and. So it has improved the life of all of us, and even the people in the neighborhood who are not who are not um, well. You would shock to know how many nephews and nieces I have that are not blood related. Uh, <laughs> they are not blood related. Everybody will call me Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry. Um, you know, and people will think that they are related. And um, so, besides being kind to people, you know, my wife, um, you know, we, there are some people that. Um, the, the the customers believe that they are even my kids, and they even call them a roach, you know, this sort of thing. So all of that has assisted us. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. What would you say are five key elements for starting and running a successful business? Okay. If it, for starting, I would think I'll I'll put starting by itself first and running separately. Because for, five, for, start, for starting a business, you need a location. First, you need a proper location to start the type of business that you are getting into. 
Now, if it's a business where um, it's like internet-based, you can do that from home. But where you have to have physical things that are on display and so on, you need a location where people frequent. Or if even the people are not frequenting that, in, uh, that, that location, you need to make it in such a way that people will frequent that location. So the first key element is the location. And the location must be one where it won't be difficult to get to in terms of traffic or like people would lose their way or what have you and so on and so forth. And there would hardly be any obstruction like, you know, people obstructing them. Or And I'll, I'll put this on the way, which is just like that, to see where like even sometimes, you know, in some places you have um, beggars on the side of the street. And um, although we have very few of that in Trinidad, but at the same time, it's it's sort of um, turn people off, you know. So you try to have a very clean, clear environment, um, location in which to do your business. So that is one of the key elements of starting a business. And besides starting the business, that key element, finance is important and the persons who are involved in doing the business. Now, so after you have done that and you have started up your business, in the type of location that you want, and um, you have to start looking now at how people, how you start dealing with people. And one of the things that you need to look at is that you should be actually is very, very honest. You must be very, very honest in your dealings with anyone. And when I say honesty, I mean like, you know, sometimes people ask you a question about the product, and if you don't know, the better you tell them you don't know rather than you bamboozle them. Well, I don't know if the word means anything to you when you say bamboozle. Mean, that's a true that word. That means like telling them something that oh, is not... Oh, we know what bamboozle means. <laughs> I know how cult, different cultures have different... So you don't do that. You try to en- ensure that, besides you try to know that you're product-based, you, know, you try to know as much as you can about your product and where the product came from, you, st- you, you try to ensure that, or you ensure, not try to, you ensure that you are honest with your answers to all persons. The other aspect of that is respect. Um, just as you want and you are looking for respect in your life, you have to respect everyone, everyone and sundry who come to you. And you must realize that all of us are children of God. And you must have that respect for them. You know, there is this thing that, you know, well, um, okay, I have a degree, I have a doctorate, and this and this person have nothing, so you look down on them. If even though you do something like that, you mustn't let it be known to the person. And, and that is totally, totally wrong. So you must respect everyone as a human being at first, a human being at first. If even though you don't know what their, their skills are, but you must respect that they are coming to you and that you must treat them as a human being. And that is one, that is one of the key elements that I think that is rather, rather important and that is lacking. They are not a, just a st- statistics. They are not just something that comes to you. They are human beings that God, have, God has created. Right. And another quality that I think about is the question of Reliability. Reliability, not only that the goods that you sell must be reliable, must be one of that they can rely on um, in order to do the job, and it must be the right thing, and so on and so on. You must also be the person that they can depend on, uh, in that, that sense, a real reliability, that they know that you are opening at a particular time, and you must be punctual with that. Um, if for some reason that you can't make it at a particular time for some reason, you need to put something there to, to let some people know, put a notice or something to let people know because of maybe some emergency or something, or the case may be, or whatever. But hardly ever allow that to happen. You must be reliable, just as you are reliable, that they must be te- depend on you, that when they leave where they are and, ke- and come to your store, that they must be able to meet you at the time that they expect to meet you open and that you that someone is there to deal with them. 
So reliability is also a rather, rather important aspect. And the question of um, availability. This also is tied in with reliability. Availability of what the persons come to you for, that you must be, it must be available. And you don't have people traveling long distances to come to you, and when they come to you, they, um, I mean, that will happen at some time. But um, you, you you try to ensure that something like that don't happen at all, at all, at all. That when they come to you, you must be able to assist them. And even sometime where you can't assist them, you may be able to sometime even take the telephone and call another place and say, look, so-and-so-and-so, and you send them to that place. So people know about you. People know that you would always try to help them, and people would continue to come, and they will send their friends and family. All right, the other aspect of it is the quality of the product. You know that today we have a lot of shoddy products, some that don't stand the test of time. And that is one of the things that you need to do. You need to ensure that the products that you sell, and when you tell the people that that is so and this is this is built from this country and it's reliable and so on, it must be that. It must not be of poor quality that you are selling to people and telling them that it is of the best quality and so on and so forth. Again, quality also relates to price, the pricing system, which is important. So even though you are giving people the best quality, you are trying all the time to ensure that the people get the best quality, you also are trying to at least give them a price that is affordable. So I think those are the main key elements, although there are other elements, but those are the main key elements for me. That was priceless. Thank you so yes. much. Um, great. Now, my question is, what has been your most satisfying moment in business? All right, as you said, the most satisfying moment in business. <laughs> there are so many, and, um, you know, to equate them really, I would say this, that the satisfying moment was first being able to send my daughters to the university in the U.S., where, you know, the dollar value is totally different and being able to finance them at the different universities. Because um, at Howard University, where Alana went, where Liz went, and um, DeAndre went, and now Naomi, thank God that um, they have assisted themselves also. But that is some of the main, when I look at one of the main satisfaction I have in business, um, as a matter of fact, financial reward is the main satisfaction. Let me put it this way, financial reward. Because even where I'm living right now, all this came as a result of the business that I have. I mean, imagine that I have a house that I could actually tell my son, you live in that house and, you know, I can move into a new house. So the financial rewards that came from the business actually, you know, you know, you, you, it's, it's unfathomable. It's, it's really, um, how should I say that? <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> well, there are just no words. That, that's pretty clear, yeah. Yes, because um, there are other rewards, you know, there are other um, things that you uh, think you're able to assist people and um, financially you're all able to assist organization. But when I look at, for me, for me, is the education of my daughters mainly and uh, even being able to live in the area that I live right now. That, those are the main, 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 main things for me as it is here right now. Um, also traveling, um, freedom of travel when I want to travel. And, you know, that is so important, you know, rather, rather important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, I think we're coming up on a break. Well, yes. more, well, one more. Can we ask one more question before we go on break? I really you want can. more can. <laughs> okay. All right, one more. All right. What what sacrifices have you have you made uh, to be success to be successful as an entrepreneur? Well, well, well. Several sacrifices. As a matter of fact, 
to enumerate them right now, I would tell you one of the first thing is that in order to even get the finance, I had to sacrifice. I actually had to sacrifice. There was one time that my salary, when my salary comes every month, is actually that the salary is actually going into the store. That is before I got the loan. It was going into the store. It was also um, sacrificing time. It was also a sacrifice for my children and my wife, where sometimes, even after work, I would leave work at times, but thank God at the time that I was um, a lecturer at the police training college, so I was working eight to four. So that at the time when I come home on evening after work, I would actually um, go straight into the store. Then we would rather than doing our store at eight to four, we would sometimes opening all up to 8 p.m. And I mean, it's a family. So we, we have made so many sacrifices. I remember um, my daughter, Alana, she um, she was going to, well, we say high school over here or secondary school. And she would come with her book and sit there and deal with the customers. And when there is a lull, she'll be reading her book and doing her um, schoolwork or homework right at the counter at the, in the store, there, right there. So the sacrifices wasn't even... My sacrifice alone. My wife, <laughs> she she's a phenomenal person. <laughs> in in spite of all this, she um she cooking and um, seeing about um, the kids and so on. And you know, it is it, sometimes shocking when we look back at the sacrifices that we had to make. As a matter of fact, we there, there was there was uh, we we stopped going to certain functions as a result of that, in order to try to ensure that the business was a success. Because the same time that we were to go to other functions, at the same time we need to have the business open. So the time factor, a lot of sacrifice in terms of times, a lot of self-sacrifice that we have made um, in order to ensure that the store has what it is. And, uh, you know, it was, it was really, at the beginning, it was really tough, uh, really, 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 really tough. Plenty, plenty sacrifice. Yeah. Wow. And I think new business owners need to really hear that. Um, they need to hear that from businesses that, you know, business owners who have become successful, that, you know, you do have to start somewhere. And, you know, there are sacrifices to be made. Thank you for that. All right, Hestina. Yep. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to the second session where we'll talk about metaphysics and how you get your work-life balance. And at this time, we'll a word from our sponsor, Satari Life Skills, in regards to their sponsorship and their business. So please stay on hold for about two minutes. Thanks so much. Satori Life Skills Institute is an instructional business institute offering business development classes to aspiring entrepreneurs and those interested in personal and professional development. We are a team of consultants that specialize in specific areas of business. We come together to provide a comprehensive package of services using a holistic approach that ensures that you receive leading-edge information in leadership, social and emotional intelligence theory, and practical application. Satori Life Skills Institute is dedicated to empowering aspiring entrepreneurs and those interested in personal and professional development in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness. We'll help you find the answers to powerful questions. How am I conducting business? Am I living my mission statement? Am I leaving this place better than I found it because of my contribution? We offer coaching sessions, consulting, and business and personal development classes. Satari Life Skills Institute. We've developed a series of classes that provide real-world tools and strategies that yield solid business, professional, and personal results. Basic bookkeeping, what business owners need to know. Be successful, how to start and stay in business. How to survive in the U.S. business culture. Networking to get business. We also offer free one-session workshops that provide education and resources that outline the steps that startups need for success. And then there's our Mastermind Business Group, an ongoing monthly support group that focuses on aligning goals, learning, and growth with other like-minded professionals. To learn more about our classes, visit us at satarilifeskills.com. That's satarilifeskills.com, S-A-T-A-R-I, lifeskills.com. Or call 800-590-0056. 
satarilifeskills.com or 800-590-0056. And join us here weekly on Positively Affirmative every Sunday at 5 p.m. Satari Life Skills Institute. Transform and grow your life and business. And we're back. Yes. All right. So we're going to switch gears, and um, we heard you talk about your business and how you how you started your business, how you've grown your business, and and your reflection on what that you know what that means to you, what that's done for you. I want to talk about um, some some of your hobbies and some of the things that you uh, do in your personal time um, as it relates to metaphysics. Um, so I want to ask you what are what are your hobbies and what do you do in your non work time? Okay. Um. Hobbies, though, my hobbies are totally different from what it was years ago. My hobby right now is actually healing, sending healing energy to people, and meditation. Um, As a matter of fact, that is much more than a hobby. That is a way of life for me right now. It's not a hobby. Um, When I was younger, um, yes, I have hobbies and I would probably, on Sundays, we'd go to the beach, and so on and so forth, and, you know, that type of thing also. I would even go to the Calypso tent. Um, you know, we take all, we'll go to the Calypso tent and so on and listen to it. Now it is totally different because as I, uh, I, I, I'm older, much older. I don't know if Hasina told you my age. <laughs> um, that uh, my no, hobby... <laughs> that my 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 part has changed and this has changed because of something very serious that had happened to me and um i would want to break right into the question of metaphysics and what have you and so on what do i think why, why even my involvement into that now i know you didn't ask me this but i will tell you this that um my involvement into metaphysics came as a result <clears throat> of trying to find solution to guide young people again away from crime and um i was seeking after completing a master's degree <clears throat> um in criminology and community safety which has to do with crime prevention i realized that wasn't the answer because previous to that my son my firstborn, he and his two friends went out one night, and they were involved in taking the life of someone. So I was very devastated. As a matter of fact, I felt that if the earth were to open and see come in, I was going in. Well, you know, well, I was too coward to commit suicide <clears throat> because I was so embarrassed. Imagine that you are teaching people, children, to be police officers. You are molding the minds of people. You are going to school, lecturing to school. You lecture into prisons, fire services, and what have you, and so on. And you were, at the same time, I was revising the standing orders of the police service, which had to do with the administrative direction of the police service. And so when that happened to me, I was really devastated. I was so embarrassed. I was ashamed. I, you know, what can't put into effect... Um, how the feeling was at that time. So um, I started thinking about how God will, how would God, how would anyone who is godly deal with that? How would God, would God guide me and direct me into that part? And, um, you know, the scriptures in all thy ways acknowledge him. You know, start coming to me and he will guide, direct thy path. And these were words that actually, they were whispers that actually came into my life. Um, 
I realized that I couldn't continue with the police service. But even prior to the police service, I had the business which I had here, and um, I had to resign. Thank God I resigned honorably. And <clears throat> I resigned, and there it was. I cannot say exactly how I got into metaphysics, but there was nobody around me to guide me into metaphysics, and I do not know. I cannot sometimes I try to find out how I got it, but I believe that I was divinely, not believe, I know that I was divinely guided into doing metaphysics. And um, in doing metaphysics, I get to realize that the relationship that there, that we have a relationship with God and not the sky God that we were taught who is looking down on us. We never realize that God lives within us, God is around us, and God is about us. We always think that, um, yeah, you can hide from God. You can. So when, it, when you hear people say you can't hide from God, it's because God lives within you. The life within you is God. So after I get to understand all these things and so on about God, and um, as a matter of fact, metaphysics teaches you about your relationship with the universe and God. That is what you are. Your relationship with the universe and God, what you are. And then it started teaching you about that. Okay, you, that person, you, what the pe people see is the external you. They don't see the true you, the true you, which is the one within you, the one within you, which is in the life of God, that is within you, which is eternal, that is eternal life. The body that you have will die and goes to the ground or whatever if you want to, ashes or whatever you want to do with it, the body, that physical body. But the life within you, what you may call soul, spirit, or what, never dies. It's eternal. So all these teachings, I started gathering all these teachings when I realized that Metaphysics teaching me that, and so that I can start praying for the improvement of the whole world rather than just thinking about my son, thinking about the world itself and how we can heal the life of the people in the world generally, how we can improve the life of people throughout the world. So this was this actually was actually how it started with me to see how I got into metaphysics. I still. That's a big, big question. But with metaphysics, I started being guided and being motivated to do meditation. And meditation has changed my whole life. Now there are different types of meditation. Some people just meditate for peace only. I meditate for both peace and higher consciousness. So if I go into meditation, and I'm in meditation, I do this every day, I would be at peace with the world and at peace with myself. It's just, just a peaceful existence. Sometimes you don't even know that you exist because you are, you are one with the universe and one with God. So therefore, sometimes you don't feel like if you are a physical body, you don't always feel your physical body. That's when you what we call higher consciousness. So higher consciousness to me now is more that all you all ask about hobbies. It's not a hobby to me. It's, it's something that is very serious and real and something that <clears throat> improves the, the whole being of me, makes me calmer, makes, makes me um, more loving, um, you know, and seeing people as people should be seen rather than seeing someone just only for the money they have or what they don't have or what they have. I start seeing people in a different manner. So it makes you even be more kind to people because you are realizing that you are connected with God and you are connected with the divine where everyone in this world are connected, and everyone has the life of God within them. So these, these type of things in metaphysics that, you know, that 
that, w- that I was taught and start practicing, actually, they have changed my life. They have changed my life to such an extent that I realize that I am, I'll, I'll put it this way, but do not take this as how you may think about that. I am of this, I am in this world, but not of this world. So there are times, you know, that I can sit here and go into meditation, and um, I sometimes don't realize even if that's, I, even if I'm in a building, um, in that higher consciousness state. So metaphysics also involve me involved in some areas, yoga, astrology, and all these other areas. All right, so, so that you may find that some people in metaphysics may be concentrating in the area of yoga or astrology or so. I concentrate on the higher consciousness and peace within me. Again, because God guides, I am successful in everything that I do. Because I don't abuse Nothing at all. I don't abuse anything at all. I don't try not to abuse anything. I try not even to say bad words to people right now. When I say bad words or words that I don't mean that are not productive or so to people. So, in other words, it makes you a more positive person who are looking at own, trying to be good and also trying to see that other people are good. You're trying to, uh, trying to embrace the will of God within you and the will and you allow people to embrace the will of God within them. So met, there's a whole long thing I could tell you about metaphysics, you know, but um you know, I don't know if <laughs> that may just bore you you people. Right. right. We, we might not have enough time, so I would really love to see you well not see, but be able to participate in you doing an energy scan. Is Katrina still there? I'm here. Okay, uh, Uncle Barry, I'm saying Uncle yes. Barry. If you yes. could, could you do an energy scan on Katrina briefly so our yes. audience can hear and also after, it has to be very short, let them know right. more about how they can reach you. So if somebody else wants an energy scan done, they can have it done. I have had it done, and it has been awesome. So go ahead, Katrina and Uncle Barry. Okay. Katrina, um, I don't know how many more minutes we have, but um, I'll just try to hustle this up. It's, it takes more than 15 minutes to do an energy scan, but I will try to do this in five minutes. Are you there? Yes, I am. Katrina, okay. What I would like you to do, and um, the audience too who are listening, you can go into a state of quiet. Just be peaceful and be quiet, and then you will hear my voice. I would like you, Katrina, to take three very deep breaths and as you take those three deep breaths you sit quietly and then you're going to hear my voice okay okay right Katrina? Hello? Yes. All right. Yes, um, now, normally, whenever I do this, I do normally like to get a feedback from people, but because of the fact that you are on air, um, sometimes things are uh, quite private, and I don't know what was going to be revealed here right now, so I don't necessarily need a feedback from you. Okay? All right. Okay. So, um, Katrina, as I see you right now, I'm seeing that there is a there is that energy field around you, and I think it's an auric field around you. I am looking at your crown chakra right now, and their connection. What the divine is not as it should. Um, 
um, there is light in your crown chakra, and there is, oh yeah, okay, there is, I should, how should I say that, there is a, a relationship problem. There is a relationship problem that you face in your crown chakra. I'm seeing this a relationship problem, um, and you are unsure about it. And it seems to be with a male person. It seems that you uh, you have a problem with a male person that you are very very unsure of right now. Um, there is also. That male person is not necessarily a boyfriend. I'm not seeing it as a boyfriend. However, I'll move on to that very, very quickly because I, I can't dwell on that because of the time factor. I put you into your, I'm going now into your third eye. And um, I'm seeing that there is, there is light in your third eye. There is much more than possibly you know or what you are telling other people that um I don't know if you are st- having that in your dreams um that you are you are dreaming about what you are doing right now and um that you are seeing that you can manifest things I'm seeing like if you are a person who can manifest things so I know that um that you that you there is a psychic development that you have that psychic development um it can be developed much more than that but there is some psychic development. Um, I'm going into your throat chakra, and I see this as, oh boy, yes, I, I don't know. Like if you, it seemed like if you were a, some like a teacher, um, like if you were like a teacher or something before. But yes. your voice, your voice seemed to be your main asset. Your voice. Um, I'm seeing here that um, yes, you developed this program, and I'm seeing that um, you also need to do some much more in terms of developing this program because I'm seeing that this can be a very high potential for you. I'm seeing that you need to do much more in terms of um, um, advertisement. I'm seeing like if you, I'm seeing that like a roll of paper. And I'm um, seeing like if you need to do that in terms of um, advertisement. So your throat chakra is telling me that yes, you you have very good speech and very command of the English language, and you and that is your main asset. Your main asset is that. But I don't know like if you were some teacher or something or something in front of a class. All right, your heart. Oh boy. Um, yes. Whilst you have a very beautiful heart, I'm seeing like chains with a padlock. Yeah, you. There is a chain. Oh yes, with a padlock on it. Chain with a padlock. Why is that chain with a padlock? I have to ask that question. And um, yes, Katrina. Um, oh yeah. Oh, that goes back to relationships. Um, mm-hmm. All right. I wouldn't go get into that. You would know what I'm talking about. Um, it goes back to relationship where you were like I'm seeing like if you somebody plunged oh oh boy, what's that? It's a nice thing. Like if you were stabbed or uh, somehow like if you were stabbed. Um so yeah. What is that? Oh boy. I would really like you to tell me that whether that is so, eh? because um, I don't know. Um, it seemed like if you were stabbed, but I don't know. I don't think it's physical stabbing. Not physical, right? Not physical, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, the so that person you have um, the chains, are the one that you you um, you padlocked yourself. Like if you padlock yourself against that person, and um, you have that padlock. Padlock, padlock, yes, the padlock, yes. All right. Um, let me move on very quickly um, to, ooh, yeah, 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 I missed something. Oh, you have a little child. Um, yeah, um, I seem like a little child. Um, I move, move on now to your um, solar plexus, which is your power center. And, um, oh, yeah. 
Aye, that's beautiful. And I'm seeing that um, you are reliable, that people rely on you quite a lot at you, there you. And um, it seems like if, well, if you're not there, like some things are not going right. And uh, so that is, that is great for you. That's great reliability. And um, you should keep on doing that. That ties back into your throat chakra um, with your speech and so on. And that's, that, that is what you are doing right now. And you, I'm seeing that you're going to be improving as you go on. Um, it didn't seem like if you were doing this for very long, though. But um, whatever it is, um, you gain your experience as you go along. All right. The next thing that I saw is, um, oh, you're not gainfully employed otherwise, but you were. All right. But let us go into um, your sacral chakra. Yeah. That sacral chakra, there is lots of energy there, lots of physical energy <coughs> on your part, and there's also um, great sexual energy there. And I'm, I'm hustling you now, now down, going down to your root chakra. And um, there, I'm not seeing any roots into your um, your your root chakra. There's no roots there. And, um, yeah. And that takes me back to your crown chakra. Because um, I need think that you need to uh, be a bit, uh, yes, Give God, give you need to you pray. You need to pray some more to the divine, um, and believe and believe that you can achieve all that you have that you want to achieve. Because I'm seeing that there is something that is impeding you, that is pulling like it's pulling you apart. But nah, you're too strong for that. So yeah. Okay, all right, all right, um, Katrina. That is as far as I would go because um, there are things I cannot mm-hmm. see. But um, what I'm seeing there, I don't know if what I told you there. If anything, if nothing at all didn't resonate, you just tell me nothing resonates. If anything, no, that was really good. That was really good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, a lot of things resonated. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yes. And please know I said nothing to my uncle. He doesn't know you at all. I know, all. no, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. We Great, know, we thank know. you. Okay, thank you, too. Thank you, too, for accommodating me. Yeah. Bro, oh, thank even you very much for a great show. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, want, I want people to know that if I, you know, sometimes you identify and things that, um, you would not say on like on this, a show like this. You want to say it on a one-to-one basis with people. And um, if the persons have um, problems, um, that you can work with them to relieve those problems. But um, I would like you to know that if that that would be that would be that come like you, they will have to pay a small fee for that because um, you know one has to sustain themselves. I yeah. I know also need you know funding. You know, so that yeah. is important. All energy scans are free. All energy scans are free. But if someone who mm-hmm. has a problem and they want to work with me to relieve that problem, fine. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Great. Now we have to close the show because the time is up. But I want to thank my uncle and also Dr. Alan Roach for his time here. And the best way to reach you, Dr. Roach, is Alan Roach at what is it? www.allenroach.com. Yes? Dot com or, or allenr75 at hotmail.com or allenr75 at hotmail.com. Okay. Thank you Through so much. my email, allenr75 at hotmail.com. Okay. r75 at hotmail.com. Yeah. We'll put it on the uh, Facebook or website. Yeah. And I will. If, yeah, it's on my so website. Thank you guys again for everybody coming and participating. And I will talk to everyone soon. Have a great evening. All right. You too. Thank you, Dr. Roach. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for listening to me. 
<laughs> and hope Amen. it improves the lives of others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. All right. We'd like to thank you for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness. Join your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, along with Hasina Roach, Relational Consultant and Radio Host, Wanda Miles. We teach aspiring entrepreneurs and those interested in personal and professional development how to create positive shifts in their work life and balance so they can become the director of their own life stories. Is your life story one you would love to see improve? Then join us here live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Bring a friend and share the prosperity. <laughs>